Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cathartic Young, the worst podcast you're probably listening to. I'm Tom Snapley, and I'm Corey's best friend. And I'm Corey, and I will not be responding to the previous comment. And Tom, as always, we have a great sponsor for today's episode. Today, Cathartic Yelling is brought to you by a great new product called Comedy. And while I'd love to tell you more about this new sponsor, I don't know anything about it. Me neither. But what I do know about is movies, and I was watching a movie last a couple weeks ago. I went to go see in the theaters. I saw Ad Astra, and we were talking about how it was a space movie, and I was saying how the plot was kind of goes like a lot of space movies goes where it's your main character, it's their inner struggle, but it's also their mission at hand. And then we started to talk about some other space movies, and I said what you thought was a hilarious statement, Corey. So instead of me breaking the news to everyone listening, I would love to hear you say it and then kind of what was going through your mind there. All right, well, I have to acknowledge a few things first. One, I wouldn't say that I would that I called this a hilarious statement. You, laughed, you laughed a lot. I think I laughed at my own recognition of the absurdity. <laughs> Of what you said, I right. I will not be giving you any credit in this uh, conversation. Um, the other point of notice is that I do not remember this conversation in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. So I'm very glad that it's written down in our rundown because I'm like I kind of so I can't like go back in my mind and tell you exactly what I was feeling because I don't remember. But uh, I can I can react to it present day and uh, goes to show that. I don't know. I don't do drugs, I guess. I, um, you might forget some shit. Anyway, so uh, let's let's break the news. Uh, Tom argued with me, apparently, <laughs> that Star Wars is not a space movie. Now, Tom, let me. Uh, you know what? I I I remember now. My my first reaction was. How the hell are you going to tell me Star Wars is not a space movie when it has star in the title? <laughs> Stars, of course, as we all know, are in one of two places, space or Hollywood. And we're talking about the space ones here. So you cannot argue that Star Wars is not a space movie. Yeah, I, I guess my thing is when I was talking space movies, I was thinking movies like Moon or Gravity, or The Martian, or Ad Astra, or 2001 A Space Odyssey, movies like that, while Star Wars is almost like a sci-fi movie, and not that space movies aren't sci-fi movies, but I kind of made my own subcategory in my mind, and then I did not include Star Wars in there, I guess. If it was in a Venn diagram, Star Wars would not be in the circle that connected to the space movies ones, um, but... Yeah, That's, I. It's preposterous. It's <laughs> it, like I can't even say ninety percent of the movie takes place in space because a hundred percent of the movie takes place in space. N- none of this at any time. Like, are as dumb as it sounds, the human like idea of space is anything that's not on Earth, even though Earth is in space because fucking everything is in space because that's what space is. It's fucking space. Um, but like. Literally 0% of Star Wars takes place on Earth. I don't know if Earth exists in the Star Wars universe. Sounds like a much better universe, if you ask me. Um, it's in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we don't know where that's in reference to, you know? That could be a galaxy far, far away from some other galaxy that's not ours. I wish I knew more than one galaxy. Yeah, I only know the Milky Way. Right <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, the Andromeda Galaxy. I was thinking go. Andromeda, but then I thought that was just a Michael Crichton book. <laughs> the Andromeda Strain. That was a terrible book, by the way. Michael Crichton, really shitty author, does not deserve to have as much uh, uh, approval as he has. But what, that's uh, another story. What, wait, what grade did you have to read that in? Uh, I think I started to read it before my freshman year of high school, or it may have been eighth grade, and I had to write a... Oh, I do remember this. I had to write a book report on it. Was this a my, summer was, reading project? I think so. No, you know what? No, shit. Okay, I remember. I was in seventh or eighth grade, and we had a book report where you had to read a book that a friend chose for you, and, you know, this I am is an what awful they call... prompt. I know. I am what they call an intellectual, so I like smart things and smart people. You are the exception, of course. Um, and so I got Such with a, a buddy of mine, as in I like you, but you are not a smart person. Ah, uh, thanks. See, you, you, know who would have, you know who would have understood that? A smart <laughs> person. Uh, <laughs> Jesus I gotta Christ. I walked right into that one. Uh, you just, you sauntered. Forget walked. Um, so I, I paired up with a buddy of mine who arguably very smart and I'd say smarter than me, especially at that time. Um. And he really likes a space stuff and kind of nerdy stuff. And he also likes to read. And he, I picked out probably like at the time, the only books I read were like, you ever read those baseball card time travel books? Oh, like those were amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love those. Yeah. That's like all I was reading. So I was probably like, and I don't think this kid cared about baseball at all but i was probably like hey here's a 150 page book about a guy who time travels with a lou gehrig card that'd be a really depressing i hope that book doesn't actually exist in that version um and he was maybe like he could oh, stop als maybe that's why he goes back in time maybe because you know we've done such a good job with that in the last 50 years yeah it's been way more well, than 50 years now lou well, maybe the 11 year old kid time traveling can solve it all yes you know that's the best way to solve als is 11 year olds <laughs> Um, but so I gave him this 150 page book and he's like, here's a 400 page book by Michael Crichton. And I was like, no, I don't want to read that. He's like, it's a really good book. You should read it. I'm like, I don't want to. And then I was forced <laughs> to by the rules of the book report. So here I am reading this book report and I was like, I can't fucking read this book. And this, so I'm like, I'm just going to wing my book report. Like, I don't know. So I get the prompt for the book report and it's like, depict a scene, like draw a scene that depicts uh, an important event in the book's plot. And I was like, oh, well, I read the first chapter. And in the first chapter, they're, like, driving along a highway. And, uh, you know, they come across this person who's, like, green and, you know, like, spewing some, I don't know, some gnarly disease. And I was like, and that's the start of the whole book. Like, that's what sets the action in motion. So that's an important scene. So I'm going to draw a scene from the first fucking chapter. Smart. And Very I, smart. Like, my dad drew half of it because I'm not a good artist. Um, And then the other half, like, it was, oh, it was like a, a figure dressed in white walking across the road. So, like, I had my dad draw, like, the town, like a deserted town. And like a van driving in the middle of the street, and then I traced John Lennon from the cover of Abbey Road as the figure in white walking across the street, and uh, that's how I didn't really read the Andromeda Strain, but got an A on my book report. And we've gotten very off topic. Star Wars is a space movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I can agree with that, considering that it does. But when I'm thinking space movie, Star Wars is not one that comes to mind. And, you know, I, what doesn't help the argument at all is how many Star Wars movies are there now? Eight? Nine? Uh, are you counting Han Solo? Or are you counting the Rogue One? Or are you counting... I, I don't know. You count yeah, because don't they don't they have 10. Star Wars in the name? Uh, there's Rogue yeah, there's One Star definitely Wars, does, right? Star Wars, Rogue One, and Star Wars, I believe a Han, Han Solo or Solo story, Han Solo story, one of those. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, again, did you at least kind of see where I was going with what I was thinking of when I was describing a space movie? Like. I don't know, because I, I don't know if I've seen a ton of space movies. Like, I've seen The Martian. I saw Interstellar. I haven't seen Gravity. I haven't... I don't even... I've oh, never heard of... Yeah, Interstellar what? was great. I, I forgot. Yeah, I no, didn't even mention like that. That's a great movie. I don't even know... What, what was the name of the one that you saw that spurred this whole conversation? Ad Astra, Brad Pitt, I've never Tommy heard Lee of Jones. I, I liked it's, it. It, it sounds it. like... Ed Astor, who I believe was in the Mary Tyler Moore show. I think Good he show. died recently. R.I.P. Oh. This episode is dedicated to you, Ed Astor. Did Mary actually... Tyler Moore die like a couple years ago too? I think she died within the past year. Is oh, Ed Astor rip. a person? Is it Ed Asner? Is that did I fuck it up? No. Yep, yeah, that oh he was Lou Grant. Was Lou Grant in Mary Tyler Moore show? He was. Okay. Yeah, I fucking nailed it. Man- Ed Asner. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. Okay, so from something we can't agree on, so maybe another thing we can't agree on. Corey, today I worked like a normal person, or as normal as my hours would get. I worked 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., and that's a relatively novel concept for me. And you want to know what one of the things I hate about working the morning so much is? There are more Jewish people. I can say that. I'm Jewish. (laughs) No. <laughs> you can't say that, so you better disagree. I said no. Okay, just checking. When people say good morning, I hate that. It bothers me. It makes my skin crawl. I don't think there's a phrase in the English language I hate more than good morning. There, I, I don't a like it. important question for you, Tom. Yes. Have you considered therapy? <laughs> <laughs> no, therapy sounds expensive, but... <laughs> I hate when people say good morning. You know, like, I'm tired. I just got out of bed. I'm not a coffee drinker either, so I'm not going to drink a coffee and get all peppy. Oh, good morning. Like, no. I got out of bed, and I'm at work. It, there's nothing good about this. Dude, you really... You should talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, I'm not saying that I don't like work. I'm not saying that it's work. But even whatever job I'm at... Whenever I roll into there and people are like, oh, good morning. I'm like, eh, just, you know, keep it a hide by. You know, hey, you know, even like a how you doing, but I'm not actually going to, I'll, you know, good, short conversations. And then everyone with their coffee, who has their iced coffee, who has their hot coffee, and the smell of coffee bothers me till no end either. I'm just surrounded by it. Just want to get in. I want to ease into my day. I don't want to talk to anyone for a little bit, and I don't want to hear good morning. What's wild to me is that like i i want to disagree with you um not just not just for the sake of disagreeing but like i would never walk in and be like good morning folks or i I couldn't just say good morning like i had to throw the folks in there to try to and that made it more awkward objectively but like 
I just needed to add it because I couldn't say it. But I'm the kind of person where if if I walked in somewhere and someone said, good morning, Corey, I would be like, I would respond like, good morning. And I'd be awkward because like if I walk in and people are like, hey, how's it going, Corey? I'd be like, sup, because I'm an <laughs> uncomfortable person as a, as a general rule. But I don't think, I don't know, like I don't think it would bother me if people said good morning. Because like the, I, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Like I don't, I'm totally not a morning person, but I can like overpower being tired and like be the world's most chipper fucker at eight in the morning if I have to be. Yeah, I, I mean that is definitely something that I would love. I would love to be a morning person. I'm not, but I would love to be that person that just rolls out of bed, takes a deep breath in, and goes, ah, another day. But that'll never be me, and you know I'm fine with that. And I. Don't think I've ever regurgitated the phrase "good morning" back to someone. Whenever someone says it to me, I don't say it back to them. I <laughs> just stare at them with a deadly glare in your eyes. <laughs> I, I lean in real close. I'm like, "Don't you ever fucking <laughs> say that ever again?" <laughs> um, Mouth directly to ear. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? <laughs> but you know, someone says "good morning." They're like, "Hey, Thomas. Good morning." I'm like, "Hey, hey, Dylan," or "Hey, you know." not even again sometimes not even saying i'll always say something back but hey good morning thomas hey that's it you know setting the table for the i don't want to talk right now and you know it doesn't always work but i'm just saying i don't like good morning there's nothing you just gotta just slap them back with the sup bitch (laughs) they'll never say good morning to you again guaranteed yeah, that that sounds like a lot of crazy different HR things all wrapped in once, you know. I say it to a manager, I say it to, you know, I just think that's inappropriate work uh, lingo, just like how good morning should be too. And I think that should be eliminated from everyone's vernacular. Cannot say good morning and cannot say sup bitch at work. I think we can agree on that, right? I think we should have a longer discussion at a different date about sup bitch, but I will agree with you about good morning. I will say like this kind of wandering off topic as we do from time to time here on cathartic yelling. I don't do like we... when people say hello. Like when it's I'm almost robotic. Fr- it is like, I don't like if I were to text you out of the blue, having not spoken to you for two months. And I'm like, if I needed something from you, like, Let's say, Tom, send me your favorite episode of Cathartic Yelling to put on my resume. And then you'd be like, absolutely not. Please don't do that. That would be a horrible idea. Um, I wouldn't be like, hey, Tom, hope you're doing well, buddy. Miss you. Uh, can you, is there any way, you, like, I, like, fuck that. I'm not trying to even lead, I'm not trying to have a conversation with you ahead of time to get there. Because then I feel like I'm using, I'd just be like, I would just be like, can you send me this? I don't care how long it's been. A, like, a true friend doesn't need to say hey, how's it going? Like, just fucking get to... Like, you don't need introductions. That's the beauty of a text message. If you call me on the phone, I'm going to say hello, and you're going to be like, hey, Corey, how's it going? And I'll be like, good, what's up? That's fine. But for a text message, you don't need a fucking introduction. It's not an email. I'm not your work colleague. If you are a friend, you just get... You get the meat. You don't need the fucking filler. Like, that's garbage. Yeah, I think if it's all in one message, if I needed something from you and I was like, hey, what's up? Can you please send me this week's cathartic yelling? That's... No, I don't need that. that. I don't need that. You're right. You're right. I'm saying when people do that to me, sure, I'll just ignore it. Hey, what's up? I'll be like, I won't even, obviously, I won't answer the question. I'll be like, hey, sure, I'll send that over to you right now. 
But what irks me is when people still pull the seventh grade on you when they're doing this. And by the seventh grade, I mean I get a, hey. So then they wait for me to text back. Me. Hi. What's up? At work. Sup, bitch. <laughs> That's uh, great callback. Um, but then I'll say at work or just got home or whatever I'm doing at the moment. Oh, nice. And I'm not going to ask them what they're going to do back. So then I'm sitting there. Whenever this happens to, I watch my phone. If this person has an iPhone, I watch them text because it bothers me. It's one of those things where I get so mad at it, but I almost like getting mad at it. And then four minutes will go by and they won't say anything. Maybe waiting for me to ask them, sup bitch back, but I won't do it because this is a workplace. And, (laughs) And then you see the three bubbles pop up. And then they eventually get into what they're going to say. And I've had this from some close friends and some, you know, not so close friends. But come on. Once you get past 18 years old, how do you not know to talk to people, even virtually through a phone? You you know, I can understand some people will always kind of be awkward face to face. And that's fine. Everyone's different. But for a text message to someone you know... And eventually you're going to ask something, ask me for something, a service, something I have, whatever it is. What the fuck do you got to, like you said, what do you need all that filler for? Just text me. Hey, can you get this to me? Hey, can you finish this project? Hey, can you send me your location? You know, whatever you want from me. But yeah, it's, it's so annoying. Like, again, we have to graduate from seventh grade. None of this. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Okay, cool. I, I just don't understand how people never grew out of that. Yeah, I mean, look, there are a lot of people that haven't matured since seventh grade. Um, and I'm not saying, like, that's in every bro- every person, every relationship between two people kind of thing. But, like, if you are a good friend, do not expect to get a, a, an introductory conversation from me. Like, if I want to ask how you're doing and talk to you, I'll do that. But, like, if I have... If I just need something quick, I'm not going to fucking waste my time or your time. Yeah, exactly. And as your best friend, I'm going to pull up exactly what happened earlier in the day. And I texted you, what time can you record? No, hey, no, sup, no, what are you doing? Just when can you record? So as your best friend, I'm in line with everything you like because I am your best friend. Now, Corey, something happened at work the other day. And I say sup, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no. uh so Damn. i wait actually i don't know if this happened to work i think we talked <laughs> I don't know about if it, happened it at all <laughs> no, wait, you, you're not too far off so someone <laughs> sneezed <laughs> someone sneezed the other day and they sneezed into their arm like a normal person and for some reason this prompted the conversation of why do people sneeze into their hands? And kind of speaking of seventh grade or whatever, I mean, if you're an adult, how do you go about your life having to sneeze, sneeze into your hands at your desk and then continue to work? Um, or even, I don't even care if you're driving, any sneeze into your hand and touch a steering wheel, any sneeze into your hand and do whatever. I, I don't understand. That seems like another concept that i don't even want to say graduate from seventh grade you got to graduate from being seven years old there 
Yeah, I feel like that's something, like, it's become, and maybe there was a time where I was sneezing into my hands, but, like, it's just become second nature. I will never sneeze into my hands. And I understand that's probably why they do it. They did it when they were little. They would sneeze into their hands, and it is second nature. But you ever have that gross sneeze where it's, I mean, it's a sneeze. All sneezes are gross. But you ever have a sneeze where it just, like, a lot comes out, and you're just, like, ugh. And you know what's great? You could get a napkin. You could wipe that straight off the inside of your arm or whatever. But imagine doing that on your hands. And I mean, I understand, you know, there's a bathroom and you could just go wash your hands. But I remember when I was in kindergarten. Now, how old are you in kindergarten? Like four and five? Yeah, you were probably seven or eight. That's not true. So we, (laughs) I remember distinctly, we had a lesson on this, on how to sneeze into your elbow essentially now i can only imagine the patience on a kindergarten teacher teaching a bunch of four and five-year-olds how to sneeze into their elbow god bless uh, not work cut out for me so real mvps are definitely the ones who teach the youth how to sneeze into their elbow yep that's uh, i just I, look i'd rather sneeze out into the open than sneeze into my hand because you know what like because when you sneeze i'm pretty sure unless you're like all mucusy, what you're coming out with is just your saliva, right? So, like, yeah. I don't give a shit if I get my saliva in my elbow crease, whether I'm wearing short sleeves, long sleeves, no sleeves, or a flowered dress. Doesn't matter. Um, if I'm sneezing out into the open, like, I don't know, eventually I'm going to be talking and all that spit is going to be coming out of my mouth anyway. So, I might as well just, you know, get it all out at once, be done with it, and my mouth is dry and everyone's happy. Um, Corey, I'm not going to lie. I'm laughing to myself right now just thinking of you in like an office environment (laughs) no thinking of you in an office environment just loudly sneezing and everyone looking at you because like you just didn't cover your mouth or anything i guess in this scenario i'm also picturing you almost like in a presentation style and then just stopping and everyone watching you sneeze and not Sneezing cover directly anything. at a table of people watching <laughs> yeah. you, just coding them. Yeah, that'd be fun. That's kind, of, that's kind of what I'm picturing, and I don't know why it's really funny to me right now. But you're no, saying that you're not wrong. Like that, that'd be pretty cool. One of my favorite things to do is I like to sneeze, and this is. I guess this goes against everything I've just been saying. I like to sneeze into like, like if you make a fist where your thumb meets your pointer finger, like that little like croissant yeah. looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like to sneeze into that and then I time it really well so that I do that. And then I open my hand and I like do that in someone's face, someone <laughs> I'm close with. So like it's, you know, their brain can't process it fast enough. So it's like I'm sneezing into their face, but I'm just sneezing into my hand and then opening my hand. Oh man, that, that's good. It's a good time. That is, but that's also kind of nasty. I hope when you do that, like you said, it's someone close and you're near a sink, you gross fuck. <laughs> I mean, oftentimes, like, I'm not even. Oftentimes, my sneezing is just, like, it's not even releasing saliva or mucus. It's just, just like. Just an itchy nose. You just snorted yeah, some pepper or something. No- Sh- sure. That's. If it got into my cocaine, I guess so. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I'm not, and you know what? Sometimes you take the chance, then I will go wash my hands, or I'll wipe it on either my pants or their pants, and everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 
I guess it's better than being on your hands the whole time. Although I'm sure 100% of it does not get on their pants. But, I digress. Alright everyone, that is it for this episode of Cathartic Young. Look at us, two episodes in two weeks, and not on the same day. So, in great Cathartic Young fashion, join us next time. Maybe we'll actually put an episode out on a Monday. Who knows? Who knows?